Hey everyone, hope you're well. Welcome back to the Shake Through Fake podcast. My guest today is Cameron. He's a singer in Basement League. So here's what Basement League sound like. What is this hell I'm facing? I might be biased. That song's called Rain Me In, by the way, if you want to go and listen to it. Um, I might be biased, but out of all the bands that I've been lucky enough to play with while I've been doing music, uh, Priest of Pilots that are now Basement League, just everything they put out is fucking brilliant. Like, I think they're probably... I won't say my favourite, because I've got a few, but they're definitely up there as far as like bands that I actually genuinely listen to. They've got to be up there. Like I listen to them quite a lot. But I didn't tell Cameron that because I didn't want him going and big headed. So there you go, Cameron. If you're hearing this now, I like your stuff. I like what you're doing. Well done, mate. Keep it up. So should we get into it? Let's go. Oh, before I go. So yeah, the audio for this one is a little bit choppy. Uh, we had Cameron's housemate forgetting their keys. So he had to shoot off and let them in. So there was a gap there. My wife came up to where we were recording and I had to go and help look for a baby monitor. So there's a gap there. Um, what else? At one point, Cameron came back and told me that his toilet was leaking. So there's a gap there. And yeah, the software that I normally record audio on decided to just sod off halfway through recording. So Cameron's audio was recorded on my backup, which once I listened to it, I realized it was quite hissy. So yeah, I mean, you get the gist of the conversation. I'll do my best to edit it out, but... You know, enjoy this episode with Cameron because he's a lovely guy. Let's get into it. My guest today is Cameron, singer from Basement League. How are you doing? I am not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. How are you doing? Um, radiant as always, mate. Radiant as always. Glowing. The, uh... Frankly glowing. <laughs> you see the seamless switch in personalities there. Yeah, it's amazing. It was incredible. Straight in. That's how I know I'm working with a professional here. This is incredible. So how did we get into music then, mate? Because you're in a band called Basement League at the minute, but what came before Basement League? So talk me through what first piqued your interest in music. Um, To be honest, it's a bit of a weird one for me. Like, I've always been into music. Like, I know that there are some people out there, that, and this is... A, Fucking oh shit! <laughs> Already can, no, no, it's just the C bombs, mate. Editing right, the fucks the out C-bombs. doesn't bother me. It's just that's, the C bombs. Yeah, but that's the biggest challenge. That's the, that's the hardest one not to. All say. right, well, at the end of this, mate, we'll have a beat count. If you've hit fifteen, then you're in trouble. Oh you got no! 50, you got fifteen. Fifteen. Damn. I'll make a note. All right. right, you got fifteen. <laughs> exactly. Let's get a tally going. <laughs> Let's get a tally going. Um, yeah, so like, there, there are some people out there. I know that like just don't aren't really fussed by it um you know we'll listen to it if it's on or whatever but like I've, I've always been like an avid music fan like listening to a range of stuff like you know trying to actually like you know look a bit deeper than just you know what it you know what it is on the surface and whatever um and but but never really like beyond singing in school shows or like you know briefly doing like an after school singing club or whatever like n- never really taking it seriously Right. Um, and then when I was 18, I went to drama school and a big part of our lessons were, were singing lessons. So like I was taught, you know, scales, um, kind of started developing my voice, like learn a bunch of exercises and, and stuff like that. And really, really started to enjoy it and started to like feel my voice and stuff. Um, and so then like after drama school was done, I found that there was like this, this bit, a bit of a gap missing really. Um, and I, I really wanted to get into singing, but I wanted to like apply my learning to music that I actually vibe with, you know, instead of doing like, you know, old folk songs or musical theater songs, like I wanted to bring it to like that more like rock style. Cause I feel like that was what my voice was more, was more suited yeah. to was that more like shouty gritty, like kind of, kind of sound. Um, and so I was like, just did the classic thing, just went on Google and was like, <laughs> pop punk bands in London. And like, I found this band, Priest of Pilots, um, on, I think it was literally Join My Band. Um, and they were looking for a singer. And like, I applied, um, 
took it way too seriously apparently like i i came into the first audition knowing like their whole catalog so they were like what do you want to sing and i was like well name one of your songs you and have I, a I, like, I know cv it. you like walk in there with your cv you're like this is me yeah so let me tell you a little bit about myself <laughs> no so so yeah just went in like really vibed with them um me and the old guitarist quinty who obviously you you know yeah um he lived in the same part of london as i did so like we got like the train back and stuff it was like really really vibing with them and uh yeah they they said yes took me in um we played as priests for like a year and a half maybe maybe a year um but then quinty left and we were like you know there's two new singers and a new guitarist that weren't in priest of pilots so you know should maybe look to rebrand and thus in uh summer of 2019 basement league was born was it 2019 uh, it's 2019 it seems like i i can't for me it seems like we were playing for priests as for like way longer but because we did that tour in the summer, pretty much like just after we've become basement yeah, league, yeah. it feels like we have been basement league for a while. And obviously, we've not really done anything for like a whole year. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you changed the name. We did the tour, and then you didn't release Juniper till the year after, did you? Yeah, we released. We did finish the tour up in like September, and then released Juniper in March. Oh yeah, I suppose it just fucking twenty nineteen sounds like a long time ago. Doesn't it? Yeah. It doesn't. It feels longer ago as well, given how long we've been fucking stuck inside for. <laughs> yeah, right. How have you been holding up during the lockdown? Been all right? Um, <laughs> so it was a real, um puts down bit. I'll play Agony um, Art no. for a minute, mate. I'll play Agony Art. Go on. Lean <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Go on. How are you feeling? <laughs> um, you know what? It wasn't too bad. It was fucked up. I, I keep That's I keep fine. No, you it. still haven't hit the sea It's fucking yet. happening. It's fucking happening. Um... Yeah, like I, it, it wasn't too bad. Lockdown one was bollocks. Like that yeah. sucked. Um, I like I was doing tour guiding on the side, as like my my main hustle, um, beyond the acting and the band. And obviously that like that was one of the first things to go. Um, you know, I had loads of loads of shit going on in my personal life. Um, I ended up actually moving back home to Northampton. Like right. I just I just got priced out of London, having lost my job and stuff. Um, which was crap and like you know moved back home wasn't really where i wanted to be like it was nice to reconnect with family and stuff and like you know i was in a real spot like and i'm you know really really glad i went back you know just to like get that time with you know people that love you your folks and stuff but um but to be honest like kind of after that move and after all that like shit went down like it was not too bad like I don't know about you guys, but, like, as a band, we were kind of, like, you know, lockdown was probably one of the best things to happen to us. Because like, we, were, we were due into the studio in, like, May, I think May or June. Um, and we only had, like, three demos, three or four demos, and we're, like, you know, choosing between those those ones and, like, desperately trying to get songs done. Yeah. Going to lockdown, studio gets put back. James, who's, like probably our main songwriter who just like blasts out the demos he's put on furlough so he's effectively working full-time as uh as you know just doing demos for basement league um just churning them out i'm like stuck at home working from home with a microphone and you know within a couple months we were churning out like i think we got up to like then we had to narrow down for the four songs we took to studio we had to narrow it down from like 27 28 um having you know fully been prepared to go into the studio with like six songs ready um so you know it was, yeah just it was it was weird in that sense weird in that sense that it was really helpful but you know it's just been stuck inside has been so chuff no i think that's good i mean was they so how many songs did you record in the end you went for the four four yeah we did a, did another four right because i remember i mean you didn't record any of the ones that i heard and I suggested you recorded, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It just shows how, like... Oh, oh, so far, so far. Obviously, I can't, like, I can't be be leaking any stuff that's so far in advance, but there is one, probably your favourite one, yeah. um, is likely going to get recorded at some stage down the line. Nice. You it's, get... it's got to. We, we play it so much. Like, it's got to, really. Oh mate, like I'm a big fan of the the like the ballads and stuff like that. And when we toured, mate, that song stood out every night. 
like you were playing great songs but then you'd play that one it's like fuck the rock songs like this is this is a banger I mean, we say it at practice, man. Like, I know, obviously, it's not. It's a, it's a tough subject matter to sing about, but fuck, like that. That for me shows, like, if you you know the guy singing it fucking means it when he's singing it. You're like, that's a good song. Like, if you're just going through the motions and singing about like some fucking bollocks that you don't care about or you don't believe in, it means absolutely nothing. For me, anyway. No, no, no. I fully agree. I feel like that's the thing. Um... That's the thing thing missing in a lot of bands, I feel. Yeah. Like, I think especially the way the, the genre seems to have, like, gone, um, you know, like, because we, we're kind of, to be honest, we're kind of moving away from that pop-punk style. And, like, well, well, you guys obviously do have overlays. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that you guys are necessarily, like, a pop-punk band as, as, as such, you know. Yeah, I don't know why we got put in that, because, like, from the off, I think we've got, like, two pop-punky sections, but, like... For me, I just like to call us a rock band because it means we can go whatever fucking way we want. Like, yeah, that's how for I. For sure, I was, I was talking to Justin from um, Trauma PR, and he was saying he was saying similar that he kind of feels it's that more like general brand of of you know rock. Um, but like, I find like particularly with like the pop punk bands and like all these new artists that are coming through that are like. Yeah, because every fucker and his nan's doing a pop punk band, a pop punk album now, like you know, Machine Gun Kelly and stuff. And like, I, I thought that was good. It had some like cool moments on it, but like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of what what is missing is that a lot of pop punk bands seem to just be doing like pop punk songs for the sake of doing a pop punk song and like trying to be like, oh, this is a really cool pop punk riff, or this is a really cool pop punk verse. And it's like, yeah, right. why not just do a really cool riff, or why not just do a really cool verse and you know make the music that you really vibe with you know oh mate i completely agree i think like it's got so like uh what's the word i'm looking for like the the genre is so muddied up mm. it's like just call yourself a rock band and if you want to play a fucking ballad play a ballad you don't have to sound like you're coming off like in tony hawk's pro skater underground or whatever you don't have <laughs> you don't have to like you can yeah. do whatever the fuck you want if you want to sound like that great but then if you're like Oh, we've written this cool song, but I'm not sure if it will fit with our genre. Well, fuck it, just play it anyway. Who cares? Yeah, like why not? Honestly, why not? There's um, there's a wicked um interview with Steven Tyler, um, of of course of Aerosmith fame, um, and he talks about like when they're do when they're recording, they always bring these songs where they're like, oh, you know, we we dare to suck, and like yeah. that's the whole premise is they'll bring a song in and be like, this is look, this is bollocks, this is this is crap. And like nine times out of ten, it'll be absolute chuff. But every like you know, once every so often, you'll get a song that's like, oh no, this is just you being creative, and this is actually like this is this is class. Yeah, I mean, um, we're not gonna get. I mean, me especially, like it's never gonna happen at our level. We're never gonna get like somebody go, oh, they fucking sold out. They're just doing it for money or whatever. But the amount of bands that release stuff like just spring into mind. Bring Me the Horizon did it. The new Architects mm. one. I read some reviews on that, and it's like. Oh, they fucking sold out. They're doing this, that, and the other. It's like, no, there's still architects. If you go to a show, they'll still play the architect song. But if you listen to this album, it goes from this to that to this. They don't like who put them in the pigeonhole to begin with because they don't want to fucking be in it. Yeah, yeah. So, as I alluded to in the intro, this is the part I cut a load of stuff out because me and Cameron just went off on one. And it wasn't really relevant to the podcast, so I've decided to save a bit of time. I'll cut it out and replace it with my Dorset tones. Anyway, so yeah, that's why I referenced cutting it. So back into it. There we go. Now I know where to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about the new single "Rain Me In," which by the time this episode is out will be out. So what made you leave with this single? We we kind of wanted to start with a bang, and of the four that we've got, this is uh, this is a bang. There there are there are other bang moments, um, you know, in in the other songs we've done. But like we we've done like a lot of growing up over the over the last twelve months because like you know this song's it's been over a year since Juniper's been out. You know, like yeah, yeah. we're we we are a completely different band. And it's kind of that's I think that's been the main frustration really is that people haven't been able to watch us grow. They haven't been able to like see us progress at shows or like, you know, through through more regular releases. 
um, just because you know deadlines being pushed back and stuff. So like we're it's I, th I feel like it's really going to be a, probably a surprise to some people. It does sound like it's different from Juniper. It's a different vibe. Um, but yeah, we, we just felt like it was the right one to do. Really, it was. Um, Ironically, it was probably the one that we had the most trouble with um, in the build-up to studio, and for a very long time, it was like on the fringes of the shortlist. We hated it; like, oh, okay. it, you know, it wasn't. It really wasn't great in in the sense that we we were getting really frustrated with bits of it. Um, but then Nathan had this idea of like he was like, we we sent it, and Nathan was like, "Nah, this is a really really good demo." We were like the rest of us weren't really vibing with it that much. Like we liked it, but you know we weren't like, "Nah, this, this, this ain't gonna be on the you know this ain't yeah, gonna yeah. be one of the four. Um, but Nathan was like, "No, no, no, this is this is really really good. I think you sh I think we should go with it like a different vibe on it." And because we were like trying to do it like a sad song, and then there were points where it was like trying to be more of a hopeful song and a happy song. But Nathan was like, no, 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 it's an angry song. It's 100% an angry song. And I was like, that's actually quite interesting because, you know, I'd, I'd written the vocal, like the lyrics on it, and I'd never even like read into them like that. And I was like, actually, yeah, yeah. no. I'd be like, I think I was maybe trying to project that it was a sad song or a happy song, whereas actually, no, 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 like realistically from the core, my writing was pissed off. Yeah. And so that's kind of what it became. It kind of, I, I, for me anyway, it kind of embodies the whole of, lockdown for us it's a right. it's an angry it's an aggressive it's a melt your face song like it's it's a it's a kick oh it's like a three you know the, the kick in 300 where he's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sparta. Yeah. rain me in kicks juniper into that hole okay and it's like new basement league is here and uh yeah so i i i, I really rate rain i think it's probably one of my one of my favorite things we, we've done um, so I'm yeah, hoping, hoping people are enjoying it. Yeah, by the time this is out, so go to Spotify, listen to Rain Me In, or I don't know if I mentioned this in any of the other podcasts, but all the guests that I have on, I've made a Shape Through Fate... Oh, fucking can't even say my own brand name right. Shape Through Fate <laughs> playlist. So if you search Pate Shape Through Fate... On, <laughs> search Shape Through Fate on Spotify and go and listen to it on our playlist because it will still give yeah. Basement League plays, but it will mean that our playlist gets more listens. 100%. Thank you. Do it. And Matt's got a solid music taste, so you should be doing that anyway. Exactly. Because Hawthorne Heights are fucking brilliant. Oh, my God, they are. <laughs> I wanted to see them at Face Down one year, and uh, they play, I think they played one of the last Face Downs. Right. And I'm like, um, I'll be honest, I, I like like them, but I'm a sucker for Ohio is for Lovers. Like, that's yeah, <laughs> such a, a guilty yeah, pleasure yeah. song. Um, as soon as that, but I can't make it on my yeah. own. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, and then I, I saw I saw the footage, and uh, I'm yeah kind of glad I didn't go. Oh mate, I've seen them every time they've come to the UK since what 2003, 2004. I've been at every well every local show. Like I think I've seen uh, them every tour they've done in in the UK. I've been there. I fucking love them. Solid. Man. Yeah, mate, they're so solid. Good. You got to embrace this sort of thing. I mean, I went and saw Nickelback live. I've got shit music taste, so fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, well, was I, I was just gassing you up about that playlist, and then you come out with a Nickelback. <laughs> oh, it's all fucking subjective. It's all subjective. Burn it to burn it to the ground is a jam though. That's a that that tune slaps. Yeah, like my thing is the, I mean, I, I yeah, this will be out after the episode, but I've done it like a a solo episode where I'm just talking about bands that I like, and I don't think there's anyone that grew up in the same like era as me that has never heard, or or doesn't know the words to a Nickelback song. I genuinely don't think that's a thing. Everyone knows oh, Nickelback. Yeah. So. Oh, how you remind me is a classic. Oh, but that's cross. That's cross generations. Because like, how you remind me came out when I was like, I was wee. Yeah, yeah. I was small. Um, but then Rockstar was like right in the era where like, you know, my generation were really starting to like get into music and stuff and be way more cognizant of it. So like I guarantee you, you you talk to anyone my age, they're gonna know the lyrics to to Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, or, like yeah. everyone knows a Nickelback song. Whatever, like from two thousand onwards, if you like rock music, you'll know a Nickelback song. Be it Rockstar, mm -hmm. How You Remind Me, you'll know a Nickelback song. Like they'll bring out another song, and it'll be the next generation's Nickelback song. But anyway, yeah. we've gone 100%. on. To, yeah, we've gone on to Nickelback now. So. Yeah. Talk to me about the recording process of the EP then, mainly from a singer's point of view, because I'm aware how guitars are done and I know drums are done. 
in a certain way and whatever. But with singers, it's not uh, so black and white. Like, if you're not in the zone, you're not feeling it, your performance is going to be shit. Like, with it, mm-hmm. not, take, not to take away from guitar players or whatever, but you go through the motions. And yeah. I always find, like, I've nearly fucking passed out while I was singing before because I was pushing it that much. So do, do you have any, like, techniques that you use that you think, oh, I'll share this with the, the people that listen? <laughs> um, don't, Lord, I don't, I don't know, to be fair. I kind of just blag it most of the time. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> let's go back. So the first, I suppose coming from a drama background, you kind of lost the... I mean, I say you lost it. I don't know if you ever had it or not, but I suppose from a drama background, you kind of lose that stage fright element. Because for oh, me... 100, 100%, mate. I remember the first time I recorded in a studio, it was just me and I had my headphones on and I could hear myself. I was like, this is so fucking unnatural. Like, I don't like it. And I think the first, like, couple of bands I was in, the performances just weren't there. And I remember I used to sound like an American. I basically was Tom DeLong, but the Brit version... <laughs> and eventually it's just like well it's now I just slap on a set of headphones and I'm like yeah fuck it if it sounds shit it sounds shit I don't care but so I suppose with you coming from the drama background that was never there you weren't like subconscious of everyone in the control room is going to be able to hear just my vocals so if I bum a note I like, oh, almost like yeah like you're almost scared to sing because you're like even though these guys have heard you throughout the writing process and they've heard your, mm-hmm. sh- your demos and whatever you're still a bit like, mm, I don't oh, know. Oh, really boy, they've heard, some, they've heard some stinking demos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ones where you're like, this this is garbage, but I've just got to get the idea down. <laughs> it's yeah, not right. a note in key. I've got no idea what the idea was. I'm like, oh, I hope you like it. I <laughs> suppose on the plus this? side for you, because you had daily record your stuff, didn't you? We did, yeah. 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 Shout, out to, shout out to Daily George. Go check that guy, that guy out. He's fucking good at what he does yeah cause he he was helping me with the vocals on erica drives first ep mm. and like he made it so comfortable that there was none of that like because oh. i mean we, uh, like i've had producers like stop me halfway for a take and be like yeah do that again it was shit and it completely takes mm. you out the moment but i know with daily it was like he'd 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 <laughs> i mean he probably didn't want to say that but he'd say it in such a way that he'd be like I think you can just do this a little bit better or just try this. And you just keep going, keep going, keep going. And he's looking out for a very specific bit. And then mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, you fucking smashed it. It's like, yeah. So I found to, that helped. Yeah. To, to be fair, like, like linking to the first question, like a hundred percent, I think my like drama school time helped in the sense of like, you know, I mean, you, you've been to our shows, you, you see what I'm like, like they, it, it, it kind of being on stage and playing those shows, it, it unlocks just this totally different side of my personality. Um, and kind of the, the drama school side of things means that I can, I can stand up in a room full of like, you know, the first London show we had was, um, I think we played like 70 cap. Um, I think it was sold out. If, if not, we were, we were close to it. Um, and I, if I'm in a room full, full of strangers, like it's no bother to me. Like I, I could not give, like less of a task um you know that that pub that bar that club where wherever we're playing that's like that's my Wembley like that that's it it you know everything else kind of blurs away and like it, yeah, yeah. it you know it's go time like studio is a bit different especially the first time going I was like mad nervous I was <laughs> so nervous and I think but I think mainly it was because like the, the the boys in the band are so like so supportive like they I made it expressly clear when I joined Priest that I'd never been in a band before and that this was the first time like I'd been singing in a, you know, singing in, in a, a group of, you know, musicians that want to be professionals. Um, and like, they've been so supportive throughout the whole process. And 100%, like, I... That first studio time, while I was mad nervous, like, daily, just, like, he just knew what to say. Like, he fully yeah. knew what to say to get me comfortable. Um, cause like, don't get me wrong. If someone like says to me, like it is shit, I'm kind of like, again, cause of the drama school stuff, like I'll do an audition, be told it's crap and never hear from them again. Like I, I don't get feedback. I I'm fine with that. And I've kind of got like, you know, a bit of a, a thick skin when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. But like daily just knew what to say where he's like, Oh no, you know, if you try it, try it this way or try adding a little bit more energy there, like, Oh, you know, we're really close. Like we can get it. Um, and I found that actually that really informed the second studio time. 
Yeah. And similar to what it was interesting what you said, like Juniper and Youth of Today, like you might notice that I sing with a slight American accent. Um, and that was because I was like uncomfortable and I was still like trying to find my yeah, voice yeah. and like didn't think that, you know, an English accent or, or you know, my, my Midlands tones would go <laughs> on like a, <laughs> <laughs> my horrible Northamptonian voice would like be suited to a rock song. And then on the new stuff, like, because Daily got me so comfortable the first time, because obviously I'd had another year to, like, practice, it just felt, yes, yeah, so, like, a duck to water, really. It was, like, such a pleasant experience. Like, we got the vocals done, like, way quicker than I thought we would. And just, yeah, I think just establishing that relationship with Daily the first time around, it made, like, coming to this one, like, just so much better. He knew, he knew what made me tick. I kind of knew how to interpret his notes a bit more so like i kind of knew a bit more like what he was actually asking for and what he was yeah, saying yeah. and stuff and it's just so nice when you hit that flow and you're like yeah we're, we're we're getting shit done here and we're you know doing that kind of stuff which is yeah solid yeah i always think as well like you can tell from because i think naturally you'll come out of the vocal booth and the band will be like oh yeah good job mate good job mate there's that almost like so that's not fake, but you can tell when it's like genuinely authentic. So if you've gone mm -hmm. in there and fucking smashed it, you'll come out and there won't be that, oh, nice job, mate, nice job, mate. It's like, that was really good. And like, yeah. you know, it's like, fucking smash that one then. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah. I, and don't get me wrong, it's not unauthentic. They're like, obviously being supportive and whatnot. But then. Well, they're not going to tell you you were shit, are they? Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. So that's always nice. Like, um, it was mm. at the, well, no, uh, before the ranch, Neil used to own a studio and it was Neil. I don't know if you met Neil while you were there. I think we met him briefly. He came in a couple of times while we were Yeah, he's we the reason that I now sing the way I sing because I was in like a screamo, like new metal band. And what? <laughs> nice. I need, I need to hear yeah. some of that as well. And then, like, after this, mate, we'll just have a listening party. If you've got nowhere to go, I've got nowhere to go and we'll just fucking listen. Um, yeah, I'll check it too. Definitely check a couple, mate. He, um, so he was like, oh, I did my take and he got me back in the control room and he soloed my voice. So this is the first time I'd properly been in a studio. And he goes, where are you from? I was like, Dorset. He's like, where mm. were you born? I was like, uh, Cambridge. He's like, oh, okay. I wouldn't know that. Like you, I wouldn't know that. He's like, so go in there and just talk the line. Mm -hmm. and then like we gradually built up to a sing and he's like why does it change i don't understand why it suddenly goes american so mm. after that i was like almost embarrassed into it and i'm like i suppose i've managed to break the habit now but like it's almost like when i try and sing i'll just talk but in like a tune <laughs> like he, yeah. he oh, it works for your me. voice man it, it, it works it really works with your voice dude like i've always like maintained that I mean, I, I think you, and I've said this since we first played a show together, like, I think you, you boys are criminally underrated. Like, I seriously rate your stuff. And, like, yeah, your, your voice 100%, like, I I think, like, you know, the, the tones of it, the sounds of it are class. And, like, I feel like the last EP was, like, such a step up even from the first one that it was, like, noticeable. Like, the, the full dude, like, is... <laughs> That was the song I nearly passed. I mean, you see me like on tour, bro. Every time you play that on tour, I was like there, front row, like, oh, it's coming. It's, it's just coming. the fucking end of it, mate. I've got videos of me so in the studio, and obviously this is going to be audio only, so I'll try and describe it as best as. But Cameron can see me, so I'll do like an actions for him. So I would sing the the end of the full. The what have I done? And it would be. Mm -hmm. I'd give it so much that I'd stop and then finish the line and I'd be hanging onto the rafters like this. And I'm just nearly <laughs> fucking passing out. I'm like, give me a minute. Like, genuinely, you, the videos I've got, you can see my fucking eyes glaze over. Like, I was giving it, it like, so much. It and it like someone stood up falling asleep on the tube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, in the end, Sam was like, but you've recorded the demo. Like, what's different? Why can't you suddenly get through the whole line? You can only do half. He's like, just rain it, like, oh, rain it in. Here we go. Get the plug hey, in. Plug, plug. <laughs> Trying to talk about my own band and I've plugged somebody else's. Check out Basement League. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, so then I kind of toned it down a bit. But, like, it was fucking, like, from, uh, especially from singers. Like, if you fuck up, it's so yeah, obvious. It's so obvious. Yeah. 
Like, I, mean, like, I feel like if, if you know if you fuck up on a guitar, like it's funny. If you fuck up on a on a bass, it's funny. Or like, or you just kind of you, you just go again, really. Like I, yeah. I don't know when you're recording that, it's like, oh that's it. Just stop. Go for another take. Go for another take. But like, yeah, when you fuck up singing, it's like fucking oh, yeah. shit. Like, up. Yeah, your vo- <laughs> your your voice cracks or something. But luckily. Where we play live, if I fuck up, I'll hit my guitar tuner and be like, fucking guitar's out. Guitar's out. It's got, no- <laughs> got nothing to do with my ability to not Ooh, sing the guitar's oh, not, out. Not sure what's going yeah. on here. So if, if anyone watches Erica Drive live and I'm tuning while I should be singing, just know that I fucked up and I'm trying <laughs> to make it look like I haven't fucked up. That's so, so weird. I do the same thing and I don't even play the guitar. Yeah, you, you just go, you just <laughs> go, over, go over, <laughs> over and tune that, Isaac's I'll guitar. Go get a guitar, like a graphic guitar. Yeah. Uh, Isaac, I'm just tuning up your backup, mate. I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, so, no, I messed up the note. Best, best play around with these amp dials. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, th- I think the XLR on the microphone's come out. I'll just play with that for a little bit. So yeah. you just announced a management deal, right? We certainly did. We so, uh, signed with uh, Danny Bolin from uh, Perspective Music. Shout out Perspective Music. Yeah, shouts Perspective, shouts Danny, fellow Hobbit. Um, we are we are the two smallies from the Basement League squad. He did message me, and he's like, um, "I don't know. I know you've made them Band of the Week, but I don't know if you want to get Basement League on the podcast." So I was like, "Mate." I've already got fucking two of them lined up this week. So <laughs> it's been really interesting because obviously <laughs> he's he's been like. He's ace. He's he's honestly been so good, and like we uh, we didn't know we needed management or how well we'd do in management until you know we got it. Um, it's it's not. He's a very welcome kick up the ass that we all need sometimes. Like if we've forgotten about something, or yeah, yeah. you know if we need to get shit done, and you know he's ace for that. Um, but booking this tour, which I'm sure we'll we'll discuss, um, was really interesting because he was obviously talking about you and a new hope like we didn't know you yeah, so like but... you know i'll be i'll be in touch with a new host booking agent and stuff and you know just, like, i went to hereford and just dicked around with those boys <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I, like when he messaged me just ask yeah when he messaged me i was like i don't know if you know whether i know them or not but i've played in fact a bar we maybe one a lot together bar maybe one show i've played every basement league show there was <laughs> Like, I'm pretty. Even I'm pretty sure I've done every one. You must have done because I come and did that acoustic one. I'm pretty sure I've played every one. Did you? Did we, were you guys at the first one? Like the first ever one where it was. It was another trauma PR one. Uh, it was the last one we did with Quinty. Yeah, we were. Yes, we were. I think because we didn't announce that we were on it, and then we suddenly appeared on it, and Isaac was like, "How the fuck did you keep that one quiet?" I was like, Justin just booked us and we didn't think we'd tell you. I'm pre- yeah, so I'm pretty sure I've been them all. That's bonkers. Yeah, pretty sure that I've been them all. That is absolutely stupid fan. Oh, mate, massively. Massively. Yeah, shouts. Check out Basement League. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I'll be, be the selling the fucking the T-shirts out on the pavement after. Like, fucking yeah. get, you, get your knock-off yeah. Basement League shirts. <laughs> yeah, it's got like basement league with like two E's instead yeah, of right. an E and an A. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm pretty sure yeah, I'm pretty sure I've been at them all. Dang, that's dedication. Well, you've got to have a super fan, haven't you? So You gotta be done. Yeah. Gotta be done. Although we do have we do have a couple of those, like it, it seems to be on uh like Facebook and Insta. We've got a couple like it it's been one of the most interesting things post Juniper is like having people that you know, because we, we put a lot of time and effort into like the the ad campaign and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. and and who to like target it to and like send it out to and you know hit playlists and stuff. And we've had a couple of people that have stuck around that like none of us know, but like will comment religiously on everything. And it's like such so, a surreal experience. And like, do you remember that? Um, it must have been the last show we did in Bournemouth. Do you remember there was the person that went around like yeah. getting all our autographs? Yeah, right. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I mean. So because the thing is, like, and it does, like, for me, I feel really arrogant doing it. But, yeah. like, it scares the shit out of me. Like, I don't think anyone, like, even with this podcast, I don't think anyone's going to give a fuck, and I'm literally just doing it to entertain myself. Mm. And then, like, there's been a few times now, I remember the first time I played an acoustic, or not the first time, but I played an acoustic show, and somebody came up to me after it, and they were clutching an EP of mine. 
And they were like, can you sign this? And my mate was with me and he's like, you look like a fucking rabbit in the headlights. I was like, I don't know why anyone would want me to sign anything. Like, yeah. it's just such an abnormal... They want it to depreciate in value. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, if I, if I scribble on this, love, it's gone from being worth about 50p to fucking you'll owe someone money. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a surreal thing. And it's like, it's lovely, but then it's like, it almost gets to a point where it's like, oh, they've commented again it's like no that's good that's good do you know what i mean so it's, yeah, it's yeah. weird that like people get it's, it's weird people give a fuck <laughs> yeah no it's such a surreal experience such a like damn like it's just crazy mate just absolutely crazy am i right like if we really quickly cut i've just got to go let my flatmate in yeah no worries because he's a no worries. I, i'll keys. take the time to check the audio and make sure it's all recorded <laughs> all right solid see you in a sec see you in a bit I don't even fucking know what we were talking about, to be honest. Um, we were talking about... I can go back and... Danny, Hang on. management. Uh, yes, so how did the management come about? They get in touch um, with we, We'd, like, spoken to them briefly beforehand. Um, we, we sent off, like, a few... few applications for management and stuff to try and, like, get, you know, get on the book somewhere. Um, had like a couple couple bits of interest and like perspective with one of them like they they said they were interested but they had like a, a few too many um, yeah. pop punk bands on, um, and then like they you know they they then put out that you know they were they were bringing on someone new and that they were looking for like you know new bands and we were starting to move away more from the pop punk and kind of more into that like rock kind of general like emo kind of it, it's I fucking hate putting a genre on it. It's mate, a ro- but, like, you're in a rock band, mate. You're moving towards a rock band. That's it. That's it. And and yeah, so that you know, Danny just joined. He was looking to like grow his own kind of roster and stuff. And uh, yeah, it was just right, right place, right time, I think. And uh, you know, they had a, a spot on the books for us. Nice. Just solid, yeah. And as I say, like probably one of the best best decisions we made. To be fair, he's been like, he's been just an ace, like sixth member of the band. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, like you know, just like. You know, offering some pretty valuable insights and and stuff like that. It's been nah, really helpful. That'd be good, mate. Hopefully, it pushes you on because I mean, you were smashing it on your own. With, I mean, I know you say you've moved on from Juniper and stuff, but it's had like twenty k plays or something on Spotify, isn't it, or something? So, it hit um hit twenty five k a couple of days ago. There we go. So we've ended up on some playlist. I like, saw someone's that. added us to a playlist. Mate, that's a legit like, playlist. It's... I was surprised at the bands on there. Yeah, I was I was baffled. I was absolutely baffled. Fucking sick. And we were like, <laughs> we were so gassed because obviously, you know, we're, I mean, this will go out in the future. We're actually speaking in the past right now we for those at past. home. We're currently um, on May the 5th. Yeah, so Raymian's not even out yet, you lucky people. Go listen to Basement League. Check out Basement League. <laughs> Spotify, Basement. Basement League. Alexa, play Basement League. <laughs> Mate, you're gonna um, imagine that you're gonna piss so many people off. I mean, you, I say that like you're gonna yeah. piss people off because they're like, "How fucking dare he turn off that podcast?" <laughs> yeah, hey, everyone, play this loudspeaker. Yeah, okay, right. Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck's sake, listen to that podcast. Fucking set it off all my all my bits. Um, what the hell was I saying? You mentioned. I, I mean, I'll 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 bring That's us right. back to this. So, Please as do. we're recording this in. Well, we're recording this on the 5th of May. Rain Me In comes out on the 7th of May. Um, indeed. And you've been hitting quite a hard campaign on pre-saves. How's that going? It's going really well. It's going really well. We got off to a bit of a slow start. Um, I think, just generally speaking, like we maybe weren't hitting the right channels, um, weren't kind of approaching it the right way. We think a lot of people as well were kind of put off by the fact that you've got to enable permissions. And obviously yeah, yeah. everyone's so data conscious nowadays and, and permission conscious nowadays. They're like, you know, we understand it, but like, you know, you, you click on the DistroKid link and you have to obviously enable those permissions and it lists them off and it's like, oh, you give DistroKid permissions to add a song, which obviously everyone's expecting. But then it says like, view your name and profile um delete songs change your playlists make amendments to your library and like obviously that sounds quite scary but yeah, yeah. tangibly what it is is it's just giving distro kid permissions to add the song and then obviously you know should we remove it gives them permissions to also remove it from you know playlists and stuff 
because like our, our click numbers on the link are extremely high the click to pre-save oh. not as high mate i um, found that when i mean it's a it's a bit different because i was with the launch of the clothing line they'd be like oh you've had x amount of clicks and there's like 100 people a day coming through your website but your conversion rate's like seven percent i was like mm. that's fucking depressing like <laughs> But I can yeah. imagine, I mean, I guess, I didn't even know, I mean, I suppose Erica Drive's not released anything to pre-save, so I don't really know how it works. But uh, it's cool that you're yes. getting good numbers, though. We're, we're gassed with it. Um, we, you know, we set a provisional target and, like, you know, first couple of days we, we were, you know, we were like, this ain't going to happen. Um, but then over the last few days, it does seem to have gotten a little bit of traction. Um, and while it's tight, it's really tight, if we keep growing at the same, if it keeps going up at the same rate that it was, we could hit our target. Um, but I think the fact where we've gotten so far is beyond what we expected in kind of the first few days. Yeah. So we're, yeah, pretty chuffed with it. And it, it helps out with the, like the editorials and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of gets the algorithm working for you and it kind of gets that stuff going. Um, I, I suppose so it's, really it's good important. as well. Like if you think about it, where you'd rebranded and then we were forced to like just everyone stop mm. you kind of it so instead of running at this release with any sort of momentum you're literally okay we're back at the start line we've got whatever momentum we've gained over lockdown but you can't really gain that like that much no. so you're kind of coming at it cold again it's like well you've got to reintroduce yourself i mean we were i mean we, we've discussed it once as a band we're not very prolific at doing these things but it, we're now coming like you've got to start it's almost like starting again like oh hi we're basement league uh we were out uh, a year ago but then no one's given a shit about anything for the last year so if you yeah. heard us and thought we were good you might have been like oh, i was in such a dark place that i just fucking gave up on music and stuff so i didn't listen to it and now you're like reintroducing yourself so even to hit close to the the target you set mate you smashed it like oh cheers dude no we're we're, we're honestly we're we're really really happy um it's yeah the, the support was kind of like not what we expected and like you know it, it could be a like who knows what the story is going to be like when this episode actually comes out and like you know kind of where it seeing how it does but you know we're, we're quietly confident that it'll do it'll, it'll do quite well but you, you you're so right it does feel like kind of starting again i mean obviously we had we had music Mondays for a little bit, but like, you know, we, we didn't keep it up. I feel like that would have really like kept us a little bit like in the loop, and that's oh mate, it's it definitely it, on me. It was my laziness. Nah, like it would have been, it would have been so hard to maintain that enthusiasm when everything around you is shit. Like yeah, I know it would have been a welcome distraction, but like we were saying with authenticity, when you come out the vocal booth, like if it's not authentic, you know about it. You see a singer yeah, exactly. singing a song that you don't give a fuck about, and you know about it. Like, so the authenticity mm -hmm. would have been like, and I guess eventually maybe the content would have dried up because no bands were doing much. It's like, well, here's a single that was released fucking three years ago. So, yeah, it was the, it was the difficulty. And like, there was, you know, there was a big toss up and kind of like, what do we do? And, you know, obviously that's kind of ended in just holding off. And we've been holding off for like, you know, these deadlines have been pushed back and back and back and back. But what we've like, What's been really helpful is because it's been so like planned out, like kind of from day dot really with this like new release schedule and you know the promo for it. It's been like pretty airtight. Like you know, there's been like kind of something every every day or every couple of days in this whole build up. Like you know, starting out with like the blackout, like we all like changed our profile pictures and stuff, and like immediately from that point, like we started to see engagement kind of get a little bit better. You know, like people were kind of messaging us being like, oh, you know, what's going on? What's yeah. happening? And it did kind of feel like we kind of reminded a lot of people that we existed, which was cool. Like, you know, I had like a fair few people kind yeah, of yeah. piqued their interest. And that and that's the thing that's got us so gassed about these pre-saves and like this whole campaign so far is like people seem to be actually really engaging with it and really like genuinely excited for it to come out. And for us, you know, we've just been sat on these songs for so fucking long now that we're like, <laughs> just get them out, <laughs> get yeah. them gone. I suppose it's a good thing though, like if if it like if it grows in the right direction, so it'd be it one person pre-saves, ten people, one hundred people. So long as it grows, then job done, really. I suppose. I mean, like, 
I'm quite good at setting myself zero expectations. So like when we release a podcast, no one's going to listen to it. And then if two people listen to it, I was blown away. But like, yeah. so I think it's good to have those expectations. Just if it doesn't fucking hit it, don't get disheartened, mate. Because let's be honest, if you've got more than one pre-save, job done. Like, yeah. That's the, way I, that's the way I'd look at it, mate. So, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but you always seem to be happy with him. So, don't be disheartened if you don't get over that target you set. Fuck it. Like, a lot of people are paying attention to it. You got, what was it, 4,000 views on the video? So, or I say the video, the the little ad you put up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all getting a few, few K. Yeah. So, I wouldn't um, worry about it, mate. I mean, I think you're smashing it. I'm like the doting, yeah. the, the, the doting basement league father. Yeah, this is lovely. Come on, Aaron. It's just a come on, Aaron. It's just a full-on air of positivity. It's amazing. Oh, mate, I think it's great. Like, I mean, I was gutted because, I mean, I say I was gutted. I mean, it's none of my fucking business and/or concern. But when you were like, I'm rebranding, I was like, I fucking really like Priest of Pirates. Don't fucking change. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and in a selfish way, I was like, don't fucking change. Play Bones all the time and don't fucking change anything. Bones is a big tune, to be fair. Shout out to James Warner, Nathan Coote, Jordan Quinn, and Nick Lynn of Priest of Pilots for writing Bones. Shout I'll tell you what, them. you used to play the acoustic to Bones, so tell me the chords and I'll take it up in my acoustic sets. It is D. I'm not uh, going to remember the go... I'm going <laughs> to fucking remember this, mate. Anyway, yeah, no, because uh, no, yeah, I want to do it. Don't tell it. everybody. Uh, like, whoever listens is going to be able to do it now. I want me to be yeah, able to do it. Yeah, just everyone's playing bones just all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. Or I could go through it even more meticulously and be like, oh, so you want your uh, your middle finger on the yeah, second yeah. topic. Fuck that. <laughs> right, so yeah. let's move slightly away from music. So you mentioned drama school. One of the highlights of, I don't know whether it was during the first lockdown or just before the first lockdown, was turning on a YouTube video to see little Cameron and Squirtle. <laughs> oh, mate. So how the, fuck, how the fuck do you go from releasing music and playing music to being in a Pokemon Go advert? Um, with... Seamlessly. <laughs> For anyone that hasn't seen it, I will hunt this advert out. And this goes on YouTube as audio only. But if you go over to the YouTube and find this clip, I will mm. link the advert in the description along with all of Basement League's stuff. I don't think I've mentioned that yet. But they'll all be linked. And go and watch the advert. It's fucking... Like, I was like... I knew it was mentioned, but I'd never seen it. And then I was like, oh, there's a kid with a squirtle. And then he grows <laughs> up. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just full, full disclosure, I am not the child at the beginning. I'm the, the slightly older child at the, <laughs> in, the, in the second half. Uh, well, well, as I say, mate, like the, the band for me was kind of the hobby. Like the, the, main, the main thing I'm trained in is the acting. So like, I left, left drama school with an agent, um, kind of, you know, been done a few jobs kind of here and there in terms of the acting. And, uh, yeah, that was my last, I think that was my last job before before lockdown it must have been i did that in like i shot it in like november um and i i got i got the audition through and like i saw that it was for uh i saw i saw that it was for um for pokemon go i was like oh that is class yeah, i fucking right, love pokemon fuck. but i hate I, I fucking hate um commercial auditions it's the worst thing like right you, you know you can say that you're you're one in a million you know but like a casting director will find like 40, 50 people that look exactly like you and they'll put you all in a room <laughs> and then get you in one by one. So like I go in and it's all like, you know, mid twenties or like early to mid twenties, white dudes with like hazel, like some like different eye colors, but like all with brown hair, all with like the same level of beard and stuff. Like it was so, such a weird experience. And like I go into auditions, particularly like, commercial ones like there's, there's no pressure because realistically like the decision's made on how you look like you can go in there you can pull off the best audition you've ever done in your life but if you don't look right the, the decision's made after 20 that you know 20 seconds so i go in and i'm like yeah i i never fucking get in this um like there's no chance um and that, and that one was no different i went into it saw all the people there like did the audition i was like yeah fine that, that's it that's fine i go home and uh, and then I get a call, like an email really late 
in the in the evening. Um, must have been at like nine o'clock, eight o'clock at night. Um, saying, yeah, they, they've they've gone for you. They want you to do a wardrobe fit. And I was like, no way. Yes. And like, I was like, that's that's gas. Like, I thought maybe like you know I'm gonna be playing with like I'm just gonna be playing with Pokemon Go or whatever. And then I, I get brought into the like the um, it's an advertising company called Maverick Media that did it. Um, I got brought into their office to show me like the the storyboard and like the the treatment for it. Yeah, yeah. And I see obviously the little story, which I, I obviously <laughs> won't ruin it for everyone. But it's it's basically like the 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 premise was it was Pokemon Go's like John Lewis advert, basically. Oh mate, the um, advert was wicked. Like I really liked yeah. it. Yeah. As a Pokemon fan, I was like. Yeah, it was helped by the fact that you were in it. Like I could I can imagine that if. Because when I knew you'd mentioned that you were in it, I was like, if any Pokemon advert came on, I'd leave it. Before, I'd be like, fucking skip that. <laughs> Whereas now, it's like, <laughs> yes, oh, I'm not in it, in it, but I'm in it through Cameron. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He's living out everybody's fucking dreams. He's yeah, got a fucking squirrel next to him. Honestly, seeing that, because I, I saw it when everyone else saw it. I didn't see, like, an advanced version oh, of it. Oh, did you I not? Saw it. No, no, no. I was okay. there waiting for it to go live, and like, I hadn't seen it. Um, and so, yeah, as I say, I won't ruin it for people, but seeing me there with a, oh, like, a, 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 a Pokemon following me, I was like, oh, my is God. He, is, is he the one you would have picked if you could have picked Squirtle, Barbazor, or, or Charmander? Nah, I wouldn't have been unhappy with it. I wasn't unhappy with a Squirtle. Oh, yeah. I would, like, sometimes choose a Squirtle. If I had to be one of the first three starters, like, I'm, I'm a basic bitch. I'd have gone with Charmander. Um, Fair enough. I'm yet to meet anyone that likes Bulbasaur, or not doesn't like yeah. Bulbasaur. Just who the fuck picks the grass one? Like, really? Well, that's it, right? That like, that is it. Do you want the water one, the little dragon with spitting fire, or just the leaf? A leaf. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry though. He's got a fucking bulb on his back that will shoot out some pollen if you need it. <laughs> only, yeah, it? He's only dangerous to hay fever sufferers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, I thought it was quite interesting. I wanted to know how you, you got onto that. So, at what I'm assuming the acting is something you want to pick back up? Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's, it is one of those ones that, like, obviously, it's been it's just been dead this whole time. Oh, like, yeah, I've, had a, yeah. I've had maybe two auditions since right. lockdown began. Um, you know, which, you know, it, it's hard to get a job anyway, let alone when you're only auditioning twice. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've got, I've I really like my agent. Um, I've got a good relationship with him. Um, you know, so I'm I'm eager, I'm eager for it to get started. The, the dream's always been to just be able to like do shit that I like for a living. Yeah. And like, I really enjoy acting. I really enjoy the band. Like that's you know that's kind of always been my my goal. My dream is is to be able to like feasibly get paid and earn my way doing you know things I'm passionate about. Yeah. It's almost like you want um, your full-time job to be what you do in your spare time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, and, and you know they say if you if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. And like I, I think that that's so you know it's so true. Like if you're if you're truly enjoying what you're doing, um, you know like why not? And I, I work for a great company at the minute. Like the the, the kind of job I, I'm doing is like they're really supportive. Like they it's probably the most supportive i've ever felt like doing the acting and doing the the band and stuff right. um so i kind of want to make it all work but yeah just lo- love the acting love the band but to be honest like mate the band's like kind of taken the spot it's kind of completely taken over my life and it's like it is what i love it is really what i love doing yeah. um so i think if we can make a thing of that but then you know obviously if you're trying going in the music industry to make money like yeah yeah. You're gonna have a pretty shitty time. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> You're gonna come out of it very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Go in it for yeah, fun probably. and you won't be disappointed. Go in it for exactly. money and you're fucking heading for a disappointment. Game over. Game, Game over. Point. Cool. So plug stuff now. Here we go. This is your chance to plug it. You've got I'm not even I don't even fucking know time limit. You've got an infinite amount of time until I say stop to plug shit. Wow. So go. Uh, check out Basement League. I <laughs> know um, yeah. your socials are at Basement League UK. So yeah, I mean I'll put Twitter links to everything anyway. So if you've, uh, how underprepared are you to come in here without your fucking socials? I know, socials? terrible. What 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 band am I in? What's Listen my name? to Basement League. <laughs> Listen to Basement League. Alexa, play Basement League. Um, 
So yeah, we're, we're on Twitter, Instagram. That's like at Buzzment League UK. Oh, you um, Cool kids yeah, dropping some letters. Fucking hell. Hip and young, yeah. Well, it's just because it's just fucking Basement League's taken by, like, some ping pong tournament. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, it's like, yeah. That just reminds me. Uh, is Basement League a reference to wrestling? Right. I listened to this first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I I'd asked, done I asked Josh regular. explained it, and you was... obviously came across as somebody that wasn't very good at wrestling. He, he, you know what, he was, he did present quite accurately. I'll, I'll, I'll be here to dispel the myths. Um, so, absolutely right, wrestling is at the crux of it. Isaac, our other singer, is obviously very, very brummy. He's, he's 100% definitely from Birmingham, and it's quite clear. Yeah, King, King from it. Yeah, shouts, shouts to Isaac Rushton. There we go. <laughs> Check out Isaac Rushton. <laughs> so, we... We get wrecked at studio the first time out. We get absolutely wrecked. That surprises um, me. Yeah, I know. Shocking, <laughs> right? And, uh, and yeah, so so we, like, just get drunk, cause a ruckus. I think, like, I'd started watching the UFC, and so when I got, like, really drunk, I'd, like, go to, like, take people down. And, like, obviously, you know, like, it would start innocently enough, I say innocently enough, as me, like, you know, trying to tackle someone, and eventually it would end up with, like, us wrestling. And, you know, we're, like, not punching or anything, just, just wrestling just for the, the, the shits and the gigs. Yeah, so when we, like, you know, we get drunk, start wrestling, and, you know, like, basically try and submit each other, and having, like, a very brief UFC knowledge, Isaac and I firmly, like, cemented ourselves at the top of the pile. Um, he will dispute, and he will probably dispute this on your show, It'll say that I, I snaked him or something. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. Isaac and I. Isaac and I do a rematch. It was a pretty like. It was a decent. I decent will battle. happily ref that on the tour because I'm having no fucking dodgy shit. You're not having. Yeah, any, no, I'm not having any eye gouging or anything. No. Maybe we live stream it. Maybe that's the event to do. Maybe onlyfans.com forward slash basement league wrestling. <laughs> Yeah. No, Buzzment League UK. Yeah. Buzzment League Basement UK. League is definitely going to be taken on OnlyFans. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fucking good point. But either way, we'll put a post yeah. up about the uh, the OnlyFans when Isaac and Cameron decide to get the rematch on. Of course, of course. We we will accept subs and at buying things off our Amazon wish list. Um, so then, Just yeah. fucking gold dust suits. So we, we start wrestling, right? And James just doesn't want to get involved. James is like pretty much pacifist when it came to the to the wrestling. Me and Josh had him um, winning. No, 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 no. So James was like, J- James just wouldn't really get involved. So James was naturally at the bottom of the pile. Um, and like, don't get me wrong, the bottom, the bottom of the pile has changed hands a few times. Nathan has certainly been down there. Um, but it was mainly James. And like in Birmingham, if you're a shit football team, You'll be referred to as Basement League, like oh, oh Stockport. Okay. No, they're they're Basement League, like they're crap. And so James like ended up getting Isaac just called James Basement League just over and over and over again. And you know after after our um, our priest guitarist um, J- J- Jordan left, um, you know we we were looking for that name, and Nathan was like, right, follow me here, but <laughs> Basement League. What do we think of that? And yeah, just the name stuck. But then, absolutely, I did. And I, you know what? I, I will come clear. I'm not going to hype myself up. I did get like far too so drunk. As far as a new hope goes, you are basement league. I yeah, like yeah. firmly. I was I was put very much so in my place. Josh <laughs> mentioned that I wrapped something over his hand. I I genuinely don't. I feel terrible. Yeah. I don't remember it. No, you you owe, you, owe, so you owe him a duster. So yeah, fully. Fully, Josh. If you are listening, next time I'm in Hereford, I will I will bring you a new duster, and I promise not to wrap you over the hands with it. Um, I don't. I genuinely don't remember it. They. I, I was <laughs> fucking. I was messy. I'm glad that you messy. confirmed that though, because I I quite like the fact that it came out of somewhere random, and you're not like sat on a Google name generator or something and being like, oh, that's a cool band name. Yeah. No, so yeah, probably 100%. the 800 million people that have already done this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. And That's what we like. We, we did consider, like, sorry, people have got context to the name. 
Yeah. Because without exactly. context, I mean, like you said, basement league is like, oh, okay, that doesn't. I mean, on the on the plus side, put basement league in a genre. If you just heard the name basement league, what are you putting it in? See, mate, you're a it's classic rock. Yeah. Well, I mean, not classic could, rock, but. But just, it also could be it could be an indie band. I mean, it could be a basement a, a 90s dance collective. Yeah, basement jacks cover band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, on the tour, do basement That's jacks. That's the one. We have to do it, yeah, just do it. Do your thing! <laughs> Make my body sing! Oh, um, Get that on there. Cogs are turning now for our intro music at Anvil. Oh, it's got to be done. It's got to be. <laughs> we've got to queue up some basement jacks. Were you at the show where we used... I don't think you were. were you, you weren't at the show where we used Gandalf, were you? No. Oh, mate, we came on. When did you use it? Um... Might have been our EP release show. Like everyone was like, oh, I don't know what we're gonna use. I was like, oh fucking. Ten minutes later, I'm like, it was that Gandalf quote. Where it was like, this is not the end. All we have to do is <laughs> choose what to do with the time that's given to us. And then we went into all we are. So we used Gandalf as an intro. Oh, I'll, I'll dig it is... out, mate. I'll dig it out and send it. Oh, I can't send it to yeah. you because fucking SoundCloud banned me because they were like, oh, it's copyright. It's fucking Gandalf. Oh really? Mate. Yeah, it's in the open realm. Yeah, Gandalf's open source at this yeah. point. Come on. Uh, it's probably because it was the film version, eh? Yeah, maybe. So if you you're, think... you're a mega fan, aren't you? You're, you're a mega Lord I'll, of the Rings I'll, fan. I'll give you a quick quick tour of the room when the camera's off. But Well, I'd say when the camera's off. When the pod yeah, off. I'd love it. <laughs> so if yeah. the camera's on, what you'd be seeing right now is <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> yeah. It's not going not gonna to translate well to audio only. So we'll quickly finish with then, if you've listened to uh, Josh's, you've been pre-prepared for this. Although if you don't know your band's socials, then you're probably not. I say that you had your band socials. I'm just making it seem like you're unorganised. Top five bands right now. Give them to me. Fuck. Uh, Erica Drive, A New Hope. 100%. Shouts to you guys. Um, I'm really vibing, and they're not a band anymore. I'm really vibing with Balance and Composure. Um, they've got an album called Separation, which um, I'm really fucking jamming out at the minute. Um, Can't Swim are amazing. Yeah. Um, really, really rating their stuff. And um, over the summer, I did some lessons with Toby, Toby Duncan from Trash Boat. Um, we did some like singing lessons and stuff. Shouts to them. Their stuff sounded like really, really cool. They've gone in a new direction, and I'm, nice. I'm really vibing with it. So, yeah. Cool. Here's your five. There's, I mean, there's more that I can name. There's more no, that's local five. I can name, but that's, that's five. That's five. Is because uh, the way I like it, it's not a ranking like here's my favorite band. It's just the top five bands you can think of at the moment because I don't like yeah. ranking bands. It's not a fucking competition. Yeah, no, fully. One song that everyone should hear, and there is a playlist for this. I've not mentioned it yet, but there is a playlist, Shaped Through Fate on Spotify, and you can find the playlist. My plan for it is every guest that comes on has one song that they can put on there, and mm -hmm. the rule is you listen to the playlist. You can listen on shuffle, but you go start to finish. You can't skip anything, so... You have to listen to this whole eclectic mix of music. What are you putting on it? Uh, Wasted Days by Cloud Nothings. Okay. It's a tune. I'm going to have to write that down because I ain't going to remember. And then... It's a big tune. The comment that I'm going to get rid of because... I mean, we shouldn't keep it in, but for the comment that you said, you've been put on death row. <laughs> you know the comment because we can't go there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I big know up, comment. big up comment. Um, yeah, so, shout, shouts to comment. Shout out to comment. Your last meal, start a main dessert drink. Go, hit me with it. Have whatever you so want from wherever your you want. The off menu podcast. No, see, I got told that, and I don't give a fuck if I've nicked it or not, <laughs> because don't they do? And I spoke to the guy I spoke to a couple of weeks ago. Was like, oh yeah, I've heard this. I was like, what? The, like the death row meal and they're like oh no they do the perfect meal and I was like well there's the point of difference and this is your death row meal yeah. this is the and, last I mean, can, meal you're can you ever going to fucking consume can you even trademark talking about food well if you can I'm going to do it first so exactly <laughs> <laughs> so I'm leaving in there Alexa um, how do you trademark talking about food anyway yeah so <laughs> let's let's not get distracted Alexa trademark food yeah <laughs> do, do what do, Alexa can do it mate that's a function Alexa can do Probably. Alexa, so, yeah. sort legal trademark. <laughs> Alexa, I'm um, being sued for talking about food. Help. 
So yeah, <laughs> Death Row so. Meal. Start Play um, Basement League. <laughs> yeah. Start a main dessert. What are you having? You can have it from wherever um, you want. The only rule is you've got to be able to eat it all in one sitting. So if you order 100 pizzas, you can get fucked. I am not paying for it. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, gosh. I'm a basic bitch. So starter, I'm probably going cheesy garlic bread. Because I just nice. I could live off that stuff. Nice. Um, main, I'm probably going to go with... It's gutting because I'm effectively a vegetarian now. But my mum... My mum's beef and pork roast. Like when my mum does a roast beef or a roast pork, like that whole thing with all the trimmings, Yorkshire pudding, everything, gravy. Oh. I suppose if it's going to be your last meal on earth, who fucking cares if you're vegetarian or not? You're not going to be That's here tomorrow. True. You're getting, I don't, know, I don't know how you're going to get disposed of in the morning, but you ain't going to see tomorrow. <laughs> you ain't going to see tomorrow night. So, yeah. fucking even. No, 100%. Yeah, why not? You know, why not? So, we'll have a mixed beef pork roast with all the trimmings, right? Dessert, what yeah. are we having? Uh, so, dessert, probably going to be a banoffee pie. I think, nice, nice bit of banoffee pie. And um, what, what are you washing it down with? Oh, pint of Guinness. Whoa, all right, big boy. Yeah, probably pint That's of Guinness. Not... Are you going to have Well, a... no, it's the last meal, isn't it? It's got to be something. I get it. A Guinness from Dublin. There we go. <laughs> are you having a cloverleaf on the top, or are you drawing a banana on it? Uh, if I mean, if someone can draw a banana on it, if if anyone listening to this can do a banana in the foam of a Guinness, like send it to me and like, I I don't know. I'll, I'll give you some. I'll give you a basement league T-shirt if you can do it. Like <laughs> first person. That's it. First person to do it, you get a basement league T-shirt. Fair if I can enough. see a banana in a Guinness foam. Right, so I think we're done there. I'm going to quickly plug the tour that we're doing. Erica Drive, Basement League and A New Hope are going on tour. Dates are on any of our socials, but we're talking about Basement League, so go and check out at Basement League UK or at Basement League. And uh, yeah. Minions out because we're recording this in the past, so go mm-hmm. and listen to that. EP, uh, hang on, I've got the fucking name written down here, Better Nights, Better Days is coming out whenever, so go and check out Basement League again. And you'll find out when that's coming on. So, Cameron, thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat with me. We Matt, are gonna... it's been an absolute oh, pleasure. I've missed your face. So I've missed your face. I've missed your, your face and your voice. I'm looking forward to, to singing a song together on tour again. Oh, hopefully. mate, definitely. We're going to sing Bones. So it's hype. Oh, yeah. Part of your set, though, right? <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. Why not? Why not, eh? Like I said to Josh, I'm happy to give my songs away because I'm lazy. So, fuck it. If they even want to kill a song. So, anyway, mate. We should do, we should do, we should do, a, uh, we should do the three of us on a song. That'd be jokes. Yeah, right. So, we're going to go off record and I'm going to play you that song that I've cut out. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, please do. Shake you guys. <laughs> you guys are missing out. <laughs> <laughs> Shake Through Fate podcast. Go to shakethroughfate.com and grab some stuff. And, yeah, cheers, Cameron. Speak to you in a bit. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Speak soon. What is this hell I'm facing? Rain.